welcome to the podcast. I am so happy that you guys are here today listening. Today we're going to be talking about codependency and this is a very, very amazing topic that a lot of us could really think about and be objective and look, take a nice hard look at ourselves because I notice a lot of codependency um, that I have had in myself that I still have a occasionally or codependency in other people. And it is just really, um, even though we think it resembles closeness or connection, it really often does not. And it limits our expansion within friendships and relationships and, you know, peers or whatever. Um, but I think that in order to identify what I mean by codependency is in this episode, we're specifically referring more to mental and emotional codependency or spiritual reliance. But in general, codependency refers to a mental, emotional, physical, and or spiritual reliance on a partner, friend, or family member. And you can know that you're codependent or you can know that your partner is codependent by thinking about things like does this other person need to be around me all the time? Or do they don't do they not plan time for themselves? This again, both parties should consider this. If you don't plan time for yourself or you plan all your events around someone else, this is a sign of codependency. Um, if you feel anxiety when you're apart or you feel worried or lost, especially when there's not enough validation present, like if there's not enough communication. Um, prior to this separation, then this person is left feeling uneasy. And um, obviously, if you have any kind of social media in, in recent times, especially, I'm really curious if this happened way back when in the 80s and 90s and 70s, or if it's increased with social or with social media, because I just I notice a lot of tweets and a lot of posts about. Um, you know, just in general, a lot of talk about having your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever their phone password or their social media password or asking them where they are all the time, having a location services on with the intention to know where they are because the underlying belief that they're maybe cheating on you or doing some other kind of thing that deceives you or lying to you about their whereabouts. The intention there is not to have closeness or to be concerned in case they don't message you and you need to know where they are. Usually, especially in codependent relationships, the intention is because you think there is an underlying factor that you may not be aware of. Like I said, lying, cheating, not telling you the actual whereabouts. More signs of codependency may be focusing too much on other people, um, caretaking, advice giving, wanting them to shift into a different person that they not they are currently not um doing things for them or reaching out to them in ways that affect your mental health and um I'm not sure if I already said this but an inability to regulate your own emotions without the um absorption of their own opinion so you feel like these people are completely responsible of your emotional state or in general, the codependent person, the codependent person feels that the person they are codependent of is responsible for their state. And, um, it's just, it feels that you have the, the physical, the bodily sensations in your body of 
fear that these people are going to abandon you or fear that um, you're going to be rejected in some way. And kind of like I was explaining earlier, the example of the knowing the person's location on their phone. That's why I think that in any kind of situation, it's really important to ask your why. I'm always talking about this on most of my podcast episodes. I probably mentioned this at some point or another is asking your why. Because when we ask our why, we give ourselves um, an objective look at what we're doing and, and the why we're doing it. Not the why that you want other people to perceive. Like, for example, the why in that situation of having the person's location on your phone would be, well, I want to make sure that you are safe. And if something happens, you don't answer. I know where you are. But in reality, which one outweighs the other the, the most? Is it that factor? You want to know where they are in case something goes wrong? Or does it more so? Because the chances that something are going to go wrong are pretty slim to none unless someone is constantly putting themselves in danger. But Or is it more so wanting to just control the situation and to, to know more about where they are because of, like I said, potential cheating or deceiving you in some way or another or lying? Um, so controlling, nagging criticality of the person. Um, and it's strange because we think that like the codependent person believes that they're bringing themselves closer because maybe they weren't displayed how to create a genuine connection. So they think that the only way to bring closeness with somebody else is to keep them bonded, like literally bound. And I mean, bondage, okay. Bondage, bonded to this person. Um, not letting them go outside of this zone. I actually talked about this in another podcast episode, which was, was it, is it love or control? So I guess this is kind of similar to this. Um, but in this episode, I did want to discuss the ego mind involved with codependency and detaching ourselves from the emotional state because codependency entails physical sensations like jealousy generates a physical sensation. Um, it personally, you feel the same physical sensations that you do when the actions that the person that you're codependent of reflect something that has left an emotional wound on you. So if this person doesn't happen to respond to you for a few hours on end, but you're used to being abandoned in the past, that can really make us hurt. Or if you are attempting to make them change in some way to better accommodate um, in the relationship to make you feel better in the connection that you guys share. It can really hurt because maybe it's a reflection of when you have felt that your needs or your concerns weren't considered by other people. And um, that can be really hard to admit to ourselves. And that's why I'm prompting you to ask your why, because when you look at yourself objectively in a non-judgmental way, of course, um, you can kind of call yourself out. And what we don't really think about is that the best connections, no matter what kind of connection it is, happens when people call each other out on their shit. They call each other out and they say things that may be hurtful, but in a, in a way that they're honest and open with them. And in codependent relationships, the boundaries are so endless that it seems like that's 
the way that they're creating a bond. But in reality, behind all these controls and laws and regulations, there is a a lot of lies or a lot of um, things that are, aren't communicated because it's just simply not permitted. They're, the boundaries, even though they seem so limited. So I emphasize that everything we need is already stored within us because that is just self-love in itself. Um, you can't expect to love, to fully love someone else without loving yourself first. And it's, it seems narrow-minded because we have the capacity for love. Um, but as long as there are deep emotional wounds within us, we're going to somehow reflect them outwardly. And you can be, you you know, self-love doesn't mean you fucking like everything you do, you don't feel one single ounce of disappointment about it, or um, you completely accept yourself 100% all the time and without any negative feelings. Self-love is simply knowing that you kind of have shitty characteristics about yourself occasionally, but looking at them with compassion and making the choice to move forward, knowing that you're a human being that can only show up as far as they have evolved to or the experiences that they've had in life. You cannot expect to be, um, you know, having a perfectly optimistic outlook on everything if you've had a lot of trauma or whatever the case may be, but you can look at yourself and understand why you may have this outlook based off of the situation at hand and lend yourself some love. And a lot of the time, codependency is a result of a lack of self-love because we're searching for that in another person. And I'll say it again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You cannot expect to fill the voids that you have by filling them with other people. Emotional voids are deep-rooted wounds, and it's like a little band-aid that you put on a massive scar that won't heal until you completely get stitches. You're not going to have that heal by filling it with someone else who can't even regulate the emotions themselves. And um, so I really did also want to talk about um, the ego mind. And this can be a touchy subject because I don't want to disregard anybody who's having a really hard time through codependency. It's a really hard thing to do, but with time and practice and consistency of realizing that you really do have all you need within you and you don't need a single person to make you feel settled. You have that power within you. You're so strong. Once you realize that, it just slowly but surely you keep building on to that and it's really hard. You're going to slip down sometimes, but like I said earlier, that self-love, that it's not completely taking everything perfectly, but just like moving on with compassion for yourself and knowing that you tried your hardest and now it's time to get back up and try again and give yourself a pat on the back and understand your actions based on what you've been through. So the basis of codependency is often that we cannot function without the other person present or without this person present, it'll be difficult for us to regulate our own emotional state, right? Or that if they were stripped away from us, a big portion of ourselves would be empty and there would be this void. Obviously, 
anytime that you lose somebody in life um, for any given reason, it can be emotional and it's going to hurt because it's like a major shift from your social um, situation. But this is something what I'm about to say is it's, it's a reminder for everybody is that everything you need in life is already stored within you. And obviously certain connections with other people or if we care for them deeply, it can offer us a lot and we can learn about ourselves very deeply. But when we find ourselves in a situation of codependency where we're impeding ourselves from feeling a sense of ease without another individual present um, or without them regarding us in the way that we want, this is where often you get entangled uh, within the narrative and your awareness is lowered. Um, And that's because you experience these sensations in your body. You have an emotional experience, which is completely fine. But what's not fine is when that emotional experience disables you from making an intentional decision or feeling that you're able to make an intentional decision. Um, An example of this, if I haven't already said it, I'm not sure. But an example of this that I would like to share with you guys is... Through codependency, how can you expect to have or how can you expect to make an intentional decision while using half of your energy to attach onto another person? So when the best decisions are made, they're made in calm, right? The best decisions are made through thought and reflection and wondering and pondering on the why, like I've said before. The best decisions are made when we are in a regulated emotional state and you're making decisions in the codependent situation. You're making decisions with heightened anxiety, separation anxiety it may be, or heightened jealousy, heightened um, sadness, Um, codependency in itself, being codependent, all of those sway us to make a different decision. And, you know, kind of touching back on everything you need is already stored within you. We're confined to our physical body. So we can gain and acquire more and more information at any time, of course, but because we're defined, um, we're limited by our physical body. I mean, it can feel like anything we experience is completely just. And I just made a post about this on my Instagram about, um, let me go find it real quick. (laughs) It's basically, um, reminder for people with anxiety is that your thoughts aren't always reality. And so even when there are situations where someone isn't actually giving you evidence that they're showing up for you in a positive way, or there's no evidence that you're showing up for them in a positive way because of maybe you're trying to control the situation all the time, you still latch onto them um, because of the emotional experience. And, you know, at any point in time, the reason why I say everything is within you is at any point in time, even though we think that this person defines our state so highly, um, You have your own physical body that is so capable of expanding in so many fucking ways. You can do anything. And I've heard plenty of stories recently um, about people. I actually read in 
a psychology class that I'm taking, this person was misdiagnosed with a type of cancer and he died two weeks after his diagnosis. And during his autopsy, they identified that the cancer was not actually present and the doctor misdiagnosed him, but he died solely from the stress of knowing the diagnosis, right? And so that's just an example that are the way that we perceive things in life, um, it seems so justifiable because our brain, we con- I was actually just having this conversation, we constantly look for things, we outsource and search thing for things that justify or not justify, but validate the opinions that we already have within us. So a very positive, optimistic person is going to look at something negative and kind of turn it down because they already have that mindset embedded in them of thinking of things in a, in a positive manner, whatever that may be, or looking at maybe failure in a certain way. They're not going to look at failure as this horrible thing because they program themselves into thinking about it in that way. And so similarly, when you're in a codependent situation, you think that you're like you have these physical sensations along with the emotional experience of I need this person and I want them to show up for me in this way. But that sways you from looking at the actual situation at hand of if they are even actually showing up for you in an effective way, in a in a genuine way. And so at any point in time, you can further your mental capacity to make harmonious decisions for yourself and This can mean letting people go that don't value you, just letting people in that value you and realizing that maybe you're not, you're not taking enough of a good reflection of yourself. And maybe perhaps you are codependent of another person and you're not making decisions based off a intentional why. So the ego mind The ego mind has to do with codependency more than you may imagine. And what I mean by the ego mind, the ego, the construction of ourself is simply that, a construction of ourself. And ego has a negative connotation of maybe narcissism or people think that when someone has a strong ego, that means that um, they're a bad person. But what I mean by ego is simply just the idea of yourself. So something as simple as saying I'm an artist is an ego statement or I'm a hardworking person is an ego statement. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It's just a healthy ego statement that makes you you in this physical body on this physical plane. And that's completely healthy and normal. Um, But when we let our ego mind get caught up in narratives that hurt us or dampen us um, in this in this physical body as humans, that is when um, usually we can't make concise decisions or we're bombarded by these decisions and then we or by these emotions and then we make a decision that doesn't actually reflect what we deeply want if we were in a state of being grounded and centered and knowing, um, being connected to ourselves and knowing what we want. Because as I've stated, um, codependency usually happens when there's a lack of self-love. So a lack of self-love is already a dysregulation in itself of not maybe knowing what you want and hence why you search outward for people to justify, um, you know, your emotional experience or the thoughts that you're having or spending more time with you so you don't have to face 
The reason why we want people so close knit to us is so that we don't have to face those deep wounds when they're not present is really what it is. Um, and so you'll feel the physical sensations in your body of jealousy, the deep hurt, the longing for the person to regard you. Your breath is dysregulated. You start breathing in a different pace that it isn't in a calming manner because when our body has experiences of discomfort, then your breathing has experiences of discomfort and that that translates into your mind framework, right? And so the breath is one of the most essential parts of our connection to ourselves. And since it's dysregulated, your perception is focused only on the outward world. So you're not turning inwards. Um, it's eliminating your ability to turn inward and recognize the scenario for what it is in occurrence. Recognizing it for really just something that maybe isn't offering you exactly what you need. And like I've said, because you're in the emotional experience of it, it's hard to detach from it. Um, and so to distinguish if it truly represents who you are, which is only realized when you turn inward towards yourself, you have to, and it's hard, I wish I had all the answers, but learning to detach from the person. But you do not want to continue with this cycle in life because it it takes years off your life, I guarantee. And it takes years off of fulfillment in your life. Um, you, ha- you have to turn inwards to yourself and to see um, from a more conscious state if this is actually serving or adding to you. And sometimes we're not fortunate enough to be born into situations where love is unconditional. And um, we're born into situations where it's conditional and our ego's confused. And with experiences like this, like whether it's um, family patterns, society beliefs, culture, religious, whatever it may be, it makes us detach from who we really are. And then we think so highly of getting the attention from this other person that we completely destruct ourselves and we don't actually turn inward and ask, what do we need in this moment? And it's so ironic because it's clear that this person is not giving us the time of day or is not showing us um, a raw version of themselves. And maybe this is us, like maybe we're not giving this person the time of day and we're not showing them a raw version of ourselves. Whatever the case is, it's all a lack of turning inward. And that can be really hard, but it can be done by doing things like just get when you get in this emotional state, just taking a deep breath and allowing yourself to experience the the body experiences that you're having for what they are, knowing that it's your body trying to comfort yourself and show warning signs and to protect you from danger, especially if it's like feelings of anxiety, um, which is often what it is with codependency. But just knowing that your body is really working with you, it's not working against you. And it's just so many years of not taking a step back and 
looking at this in a more honest way with yourself that maybe you're not being the most um, emotionally aware person in this connection that you're actually permitting someone who's not emotionally um, available in turn as well. And um, it hurts to acknowledge that. And I, I just think you have to keep prompting yourself to remind yourself that you really do have all you need. And sitting down and just identifying, does this person actually bring forth what I need? And am I just not there yet? And I'm trying to fill that void by filling it with another person? Am I, am I not there yet where I like myself enough to really show myself to someone else? Because oftentimes codependency is a lack of self-love and that means that you have a fear of being alone or that you rely on that outside source. We just get so caught up in this in this feeling of I'm being betrayed or my needs aren't being met, but you have all the power to meet your needs yourself. And if someone can't recognize um, the needs that you need to be have met, or maybe you're setting so much of a responsibility on someone else to meet your needs. I'm not sure that it's the time right now to um, be heavily involved with a partner or um, if it's just like a friendship, maybe to set more, um, you know, effective boundaries and, and just knowing that the key is just knowing other people outside of you, you cannot control anything that anybody does. And that sucks. It sucks sometimes when you feel the need to control. You cannot control anything that anybody does so long that they are outside of your body. And that is everybody on this planet. What you can control is how you perceive the situation. And um, if you allow and permit people to not show up for you, or if you allow and permit yourself to keep self-sabotaging and disregarding. 